when you want to set an appointment, right, a lot of things need to be done. Number one, okay, I need somebody's attention. Write this down. Am I having a conscious conversation with somebody? Or are we having a typical everyday day in the world conversation? What's a day in the world conversation? That's you go to the cashier. Hey, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good. Right. That's a that's a everyday fluff, no thought process. That's not a conscious conversation. Just like when you walk into the store and they say, can I help you? You're like, I'm just looking. You don't think. You're not mindfully responding to people. So therefore, when I have a sales conversation, I need to be able to effectively capture somebody's attention. Okay. Now there's a few things we can do with that. Number one is this. The first thing you need to do, Alden uploaded in the group, a basic set of scripts that we provide in TBC University. One of the many documents that people get on the coaching, right, is that. And we're including it with this too. You'll have a basic guideline, how to talk to expireds, FISBOs, and all that. Now, the main difference you're going to spot with my scripts compared to everybody else is that I've humanized it. What does humanize mean? Well, when you get a call or you talk to a salesperson, how do they typically talk to you? Right? Oh, um, hello, is this like our assistant here, Annabelle? Oh, hello, is this Annabelle? Well, hello, Annabelle. My name is Brian. I'm with Real Brokerage. How are you today? Right? And even her face is like, that's cringe. So when I say humanize it, imagine if she's my friend. Hey, what's up, Annabelle? How's it going? Okay. Hey, Annabelle, can I ask you a question? What's up? Are you free right now? Mm -hmm. Right? That's how we talk to people. You need to memorize your script and have that robotic one memorized, but immediately you need to humanize it. Meaning, if I was talking to my mom next to me or my friend, how would I do that? This is amazing because we're going to talk about this later today. This feeds directly into this bottom point, which I'm going to discuss today, which is unconscious rapport. That's what I want. I want unconscious rapport with people. What we learn out there online and what most people teach is conscious rapport. What's conscious rapport? Oh, uh, I see the, the oh, you, you like boxing? You a boxing fan? Oh, me too. <laughs> oh, uh, you have your trophies here for golfing. You golf too, right? Meaning we would go for a conscious, I'm looking for something, I'm trying to relate to you. Unconscious rapport means I'm mastering body language, tonality, marrying and matching, and some of the concepts that we learn in hypnosis and NLP, right? By humanizing, I bypass the conscious mechanism. Why? We speak to people that we know a certain way. So if I start emulating that, even with a stranger, I'm hacking into unconscious rapport. It's the same thing when, when I call, right? Let's say I call an expired or a FISBO and you see on title, it says uh, the owner is me, right? Brian, whatever, Brian Johnson. If a male voice answers, what do you think I'm saying? You think I'm saying, hello, is this Mr. Johnson? No, I'm saying, oh, hey, Brian. Because now, again, their friend would talk to them that way. That's going to buy you the next response. Yeah? Who's this again? Now he's asking more inquisitively versus saying, oh, this is just a salesperson. This tweak alone will increase your guys' open rate on calls probably 50% or more because it buys you the next opportunity. When you start a call or an interaction, doing the first thing right buys you the next couple seconds. Doing that correctly then buys you the next 10 seconds. And, and in sequence, doing things correctly equals more of a conversation, which is what you want. Okay? So humanize them. Right? I see Roberto there. Hey, Roberto, Brian here. You got a minute? I can ask that. Or I can say, you're the owner of, of the home, correct? Great. 
then I'm into the script. It's not, oh, hello, this is Brian. Da, 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 da. Take that stuff and say, if I was talking to my friend, how would I tweak it? Okay, because many of you have scripts outside of this and you need to skip the robot programming, which I said here. Get rid of how are you and all that stuff. Why? You don't care and they know you don't care. Okay, this is the opposite of unconscious rapport. If I sound like I'm following a script or I follow the robot programming, their mind says salesperson, religious person, whatever, and they immediately get shoved out of rapport and close the door to you consciously, right? There's something called this. Write that down. Critical factor. We learned this in hypnosis. If you activate the critical factor in somebody's mind, which is all this stuff, and I'll explain it more in detail here in a second, you automatically get shut off to influence them or even have a conversation. All right? The critical factor basically is something that pops up in somebody's mind saying, hey, this person is doing a technique, or you're falling under that part of their mind that already has classified you and labeled you as something unpleasant. Salesperson wants something from me, has an agenda, commission breath, and a lot of that stuff. And we don't realize that certain moves and speaking and talking and walking a certain way activates a critical factor in somebody's mind. You walk into the store, hi, hi, how can I help you? Critical factor, no, I'm not interested. Even if you came into the store wanting to buy something. Now the veteran people that work at those stores know that. So they'll give you some space and they'll come back again while you're looking at a shirt and say, oh, it's, what size are you looking for? Or is that the, what style are you, are, are you in for today? Are you looking for like, you know, these like Hawaiian shirts, right? Are, are you looking more formal? And then as they ease their way into the conversation, you'll start talking to them. Very few people are like me, where I'm like, yeah, bro, come with me, come help me. Okay, because most people, critical factor. Now, on top of that, this is a key that you need to understand. Even if you do everything right, the average person is awkward as shit when it comes to conversations. Would you agree? Yes. See, if my assistant says yes, it's true. You know it, I know it, everyone knows, right? Everybody's awkward. So if I knock on a door or I call, I'm doing something that people, number one, are not used to. And number two, more importantly, they're not comfortable with it. So even if you're not getting the right response right away, hang in there. It may not be you. Yes, we want to be critical of ourselves and all the techniques that we use. However, understand that the person that you're talking to, in most cases, unless you're talking to the CEO or someone like me, they're not comfortable in human-to-human -human interaction on the phone and in person. Imagine you knock on a door. You're a stranger at their door. Now, remember all the bullshit people get told on social media. Oh, these people are going to hurt you and they're going to kill you and everybody's fucking racist and this and that. It scares the shit out of them. So now they might see you and be like, oh, shit. So you have another obstacle to get over. Okay. So I'm giving you guys some of these introductory points so you understand from a logical perspective. We, we have, although it's simple, we do have this hill to climb when it comes to interactions and ultimately getting appointment. Now, we're going to focus here in a little bit specifically on the wording and the techniques to increase the likelihood of you getting the appointment. But these are some of the, the first things, right? Additionally, the real, I want to have a real conversation with somebody. You guys all know you hit a hook point in a conversation. Write that down, the hook point. The hook point goes from getting past that barrier to them finally letting their guard down and opening up to you and talking to you. You guys know when that happens. Like the people who are just giving you one word answers and, and not really answering your questions, you haven't hit the hook point yet. When you hit the hook point, they start giving you the real. 
you know what, the last situation sucked. You know, I'm upset. Me and my wife really wanted to sell. And man, this agent really screwed us. And they're talking to you in that sincere tone. You know, you've hit the hook point because now you're having a real conversation. In the beginning, it's not, I'm not interested. I don't want to talk. Nope, we're not going to move. Nope, we're not going to do anything. Nope, no, no, we're going to stay. No, we don't want to sell anymore. That's not a real conversation. Right? That's an unconscious babble. I just don't want to talk to you. Okay? I want to get to the point of having a real conversation. Number two, additionally to this, remove the fluff with what you guys are talking about. Right? We have so many other lines that have been given to us for scripting that are terrible. As an example, I've been told by people, oh, when I go for somebody's number, I'll say something like this. Oh, uh, would it offend you if I asked for your number? That's fluff. That's BS. That's, again, why does that principle violate proper communication? Because you're apologizing. That's like me walking up to somebody in public and saying, oh, I'm so sorry to bother you. Who said you're bothering somebody, man? You guys need to get the apology and those things out of your system. You don't talk to people that you know that way. The quickest way to build rapport and connect with somebody is be relaxed and talk to them as if you already knew them. I'm better off going down the street and say, oh, hey, man, versus, oh, uh, hello, sir, good evening. Two completely different dialogues. Now, I may, to a certain individual, say good evening, but not everybody. Because again, how am I going to talk to people in a way that I'm the most relatable and that that shield, that barrier is gone? How can I make somebody comfortable on the phone or at the door or in a presentation? Number one, first, you need to be comfortable. Number two is the dialogue. The dialogue is the connecting line between you and them because it sparks the conversation. How is it coming out? Are you relaxed? Is it said in a relaxed way? Is it humanized? Now you're raising the likelihood of you getting an interaction, right? What's also added onto that, which we'll cover this week more in detail, is right that assertiveness, meaning you're not walking up with an agenda, you're comfortable, and you're taking control. You really want to increase your likelihood of having better conversations and setting appointments. You need to take control. I'm initiating the conversation. It's up to me to carry the conversation and lead it where it is that I want it to go. From hello to when would you like to get together, this week or next week? And we're setting the appointment, right? Hay que echarle ganas, they'll say it in Spanish, right? Like you, you need to put some effort into it and you need to take control. What do we do incorrectly through this is we, we, we dibble dabble and we try to be around the bush when it comes to making assertive claims and making assertive questions and leading the conversation down where we want to go, okay? So no fluff and move on. Meaning if somebody's bullshitting you, move on. If somebody's being dishonest with you on the phone or at the doors, move on, walk away. If I get the person who after three or four times is giving me one word answers or being a smart ass, walk away. Stop wasting your time. If somebody's claiming to you that they're serious, yet they won't move forward in the conversation, right? Or they're being weird, move on, hang up. If somebody immediately gets on the phone with you or at the door and starts yelling and cussing at you and saying, realtors are a piece of shit, just walk away or hang up and go to the next call. But you guys will sit there when someone's like, oh, you're the worst salesman on the planet. And you'll try to like apologize to them or walk through that conversation. Eh, don't do that. Hang up and move on. Because that's the stuff that weighs on your psyche 
And then three days later, you're not motivated anymore. And you're like, ah, I don't feel like calling today because you put up with that crap. No fluff, move on. Again, people don't want to be our friends, y'all. We build relationships, but this is the key. We're building professional relationships with people. All of you probably have your accountant, your dentist, right? Your doctor. Do you hit them up on Friday to go have drinks with them? No, you call them when you need them and you get an appointment and then they're your professional. That's what people want to do with us. They don't want to be buddy, buddy with you. Now, will you find clients and vendors that maybe you're friends with? Sure. But we have to get that out of our head. This isn't about being the cool guy and all that. We're there to have a professional, proficient conversation with people. That's it. So when you get your mind out of conscious rapport and, oh, well, I need to talk to them more. Dude, I can have a one-minute conversation and have better rapport than somebody who has a 10-minute conversation with somebody because I focus on the unconscious stuff, mirroring and matching body language, matching their tone, smiling, right? Keeping proper distance between us, positioning in the conversation, how I lead in the conversation. All of that is infinitely more important in building rapport than conscious rapport. Unconscious rapport is 80, 90% of the game, okay? But we'll cover that more in detail. This is the introduction, right? Admit that person. This is, let me have this beginning portion of the conversation leading up to the appointment. These things are done correctly. You have a more open and honest conversation. It's more transparent. Now your segue into requesting an appointment and getting a commitment from them becomes infinitely easier. Infinitely easier, okay? This builds into this. So now the asking for the appointment. Asking for the appointment, right? I wrote down five things. And this is, this is huge. This is going to facilitate it for you guys. Number one is this. If you guys want to build clarity in somebody's decision, write this down. Learn to create contrast. Create contrast. What do I mean by that? Okay. Real estate, right? I'm assuming most of you here are in real estate. Someone's like undecided on where they want to go, the time frame, or anything like that. Okay, we know one of the questions on the script is, well, when would you like to move? When would you like to make the move? Well, how can I create contrast in a much more detailed way than that? Well, I can present a question like this, right? And when I say contrast, think of this, space. In their mind, everything is rambled close together and it's unclear for them. What I'm doing with these questions and how I guide it with this concept is I'm separating things enough to where they can look at it and say, oh, okay, yeah, I'll take this one, okay? So here's an example. Someone says, I want to move. I want to move this spring. But they're like, I'm just not sure. I don't want to commit to an appointment. I say, look, okay, Mr. Mr. Seller, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, are you looking to sell and move and be in your new home? Right? We're end of January. Are you looking to be in your new home, like end of March, early April? Like sold, moved in, I'm handing you the keys? Or are you looking to start the process then and not be in your new home? until maybe like June or July. Which one sounds better to you? Okay, I'm gonna repeat that here in a second. I created contrast with that statement, as simple as that sounds. Now, nobody ever taught me that. I had to figure that one out myself. Okay, I'll repeat it. Mr. and Mrs. Seller, are you looking to be sold and moved into your new home? Meaning I'm handing you the keys. Late March, early April, or are you looking to start the process then and not be in your new home until June or July? What sounds better? Now, it's much easier for them to make the decision. 
They say, oh no, we want to be in our new home, the next home, uh, March, early April. Great. From there, it's easy. Are you aware that it could take one to three months to get your home ready, get you on the market, get you sold, and get you into your new home? Oh, no. Perfect. So based on that, let's set up a time to get together. Boom, I have an appointment. Easy. Because I created contrast. Now, if they go with the other one, well, shit, we're still four or five months away. Now I'm going to follow up. Or, right, you want to make it easier for them? Do this. Mr. or Mrs. Seller, do you have your calendar in front of you? Great, let's do this. Let's pencil something in. Let's pencil something in for, you know, May, just to have something in the calendar and we have something set aside. And I'm going to be setting an appointment now for May with them. Oh, and I have my calendar in front of me. It's okay. Go ahead. Go get it. I'll grab mine. What am I doing here? I'm letting them get the hell out of their own way. I'm making it easy. No problem. Go get it. What, do you, what will we do normally? Oh, okay, I'll call you back. Then you won't get a hold of them. You want to maximize on your first contact with them, that initial conversation, you want to get as much information and as much commitment as possible. This is a mistake a lot of salespeople make. You want to push it to later because you don't think there's, even if they're not ready, get more details, right? You want to increase the likelihood of transitioning from the introduction to now getting this appointment. If we're going to take another step back real quick, ask more detailed questions. You guys want to be in North Carolina? Okay, what's important to you guys about, you know, being there in two months? Why two months? Oh, you know, well, you know, our, our first daughter is going to have her first baby, right? Get more details. Great. And you guys, I'm assuming you want to be there for before the baby's born. Great. So we do have a hard timeline then. Understood. That's motivation. When you ask deeper and more detailed questions, guys, instead of just zooming through it to try to get the appointment, you raise the likelihood of getting the appointment. But again, unconsciously, you demonstrate to them that you actually care and you're not just chasing the sale. It might take you a little bit longer, but you get so much more detail, that detail then becomes leverage for you to set the appointment. Okay, all this stuff ties together, y'all.